Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 86, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Steve Brady. Steve, how are we doing today? No Alex Clausen today, but the good thing about that is you won't even be able to tell. <laughs> you, it's like you're, it's, you're missing out on maybe like three minutes of content by Alex not being here. <laughs> he's kind of, well, obviously we miss him, but yeah, what are we like? Five percent of the show is is going to be missing today. Obviously, no notes. That's a big loss. I mean, he hasn't provided us notes in many months. True, but no, we're joking. Yeah, Clausen's not here. He's doing some stuff. I don't know. Gotta gotta record after you know two big series wins. Trevor Story. What do you think he's doing that's more important than sitting down for this? I don't know. He's like with his grandma or something. I have no idea. Small. Come on. Hey, man, the elderly, they need time from their their grandchildren. Good point. Good point. But, yeah, to your point, Sox are getting hot. Two straight series wins. Huge win last night against Seattle. Trevor Story dropped his dick on the table and said, stop comparing me to Carl Crawford. Had you been seeing those on Twitter? People were like, this is going down the path that Carl Crawford was on. This is not good. Kinda, but like never really been paying attention to them. Didn't we get like Adrian Gonzalez for Carl Crawford or something, or did we just trade them together? We tr- well, we traded them away together. We had gotten yeah, okay. Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, we traded knew they were, Rizzo. Yeah, I knew they were connected in some fashion. Yeah, but that I, I can't believe that was a whole thing. I mean, guys will get off to slow starts. I think we're kind of spoiled. The last couple of free agent signings and big trades guys have just come in here and gone crazy. Like JD was super good. The first couple months, Chris sale was almost, almost one of Cy Young his first, I guess, two years had he stayed healthy. David price was pretty good his first year. Uh, Paulo Sandoval was not, but I guess, you know, Hanley was not great. Hanley was not great his first year. After that, he was a lot better, but last night, well, I would say the last two nights were, kind of turning I, th- I think when things start to turn which they're going to you look at the may 19th and the may 18th game and you say okay that's where things started to shift from this is really bad to this is gonna be we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay well the offense has been producing as of the past like week week and a half and that's kind of what this team needs to to ride on is some offensive production because there are some holes in the pitching staff that, you know, aren't necessarily going to be filled until the trade deadline. If at all, we'd have to continue to play well for us to even consider being buyers at the deadline. But if we score six, seven, what we score last night, 12 runs a game, 12 runs, pretty sure, pretty sure we're going to start winning some ball games. I, I hope so. I mean, last night, I think the last two nights, too, are kind of prime examples of what this team can do in certain situations. So last night against Seattle, I mean, the the thing is that the biggest buried storyline of that game is that the Red Sox were down four to nothing. And that was our biggest comeback win of the season. And it was early in the game. It was in the second inning that we got down like that. But. I even think to like two, three weeks ago, maybe not even that long ago, like any time before that Braves series where, in fact, there's that game that Klaus and I were at and they go down three, nothing early on. You're like, okay, this game's over. And I didn't, I didn't even feel that way last night when Rich Hill got pulled after two, I was still feeling okay about things. And, you know, they turned it around and I just think that there's some confidence around the offense now and, been talking about oh the big three Rafi, jd xander who are like top they're all top five in the american league and batting average and hits and all that good stuff but you forget that like trevor story's there too and alex verdugo who also had three hits last night like when those guys start to come through jackie bradley jr had a big hit last night like it's kind of game over one of the best lineups in baseball 
yeah, it, this is how it should have been all year, obviously. Takes some time, I guess, for this is a team where not everybody is used to playing with each other, I guess. Maybe that had something to do with it. I'm not saying that, you know, all of our problems are solved right now because it's only been like a week and a half. But Red Sox have not lost a series since May 8th. It's currently the 20th. Fun fact. That's good. That's good. Yeah, but you know what? You know who's been really good, too? Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill's been good. (laughs) He wasn't good last night, but he's been good. Dick Mountain's been pretty, pretty good. He's been pretty good. I think, too, like, again, you look at that rotation. If the offense can allow starting pitchers to go out and not have to feel that they need to throw six innings of two runs or less ball and that you can go up and fuck up a little bit and it's going to be okay. The offense is going to come through. I think that makes things a whole lot better too. It takes pressure off the starting pitchers, first of all, and it just, you know, it builds confidence within the offense too. And on the other hand, sometimes the offense doesn't have to come through because Nick Pavetta, what's today? Today's Friday. So Wednesday goes out, throws a complete game, basically threw like a no-hitter, kind of. Well, two, two hits. Well, you know, Altuve was the first batter of the game, and that double, like, you kind of look at it, yeah, maybe Franchi could have gotten that, to that one. But he was dealing. Didn't think he was coming out for the night, that's for sure. Well, it just doesn't happen, usually. I mean, it doesn't happen that you – you see a starting pitcher go more than like five innings unless they're one of like the best pitchers in the league. Nick Pavetta, he's that guy, I guess. Did you see what Cora said about uh, about like approaching him after the eighth inning? No, what'd they say? So they Pavetta say? after the eighth inning got in the dugout, like ran down the tunnel, didn't want anything to do, like didn't want to be near Cora at all. And Cora, after the game, said he was like, I didn't want to approach Nick because I thought he was going to kill me if I tried to take him out of the game. It's fair. So Nick, Nick Bavetta has a little, little crazy looking, little crazy look to him. He, he reminds me of, he's like the, the child of John Lackey and Jonathan Papelbon, kind of. I feel like that would be more crazy than either of those two i don't think nick pavetta is as crazy as them i don't know he i think his like new patented thing after a good inning gets off the mound he's got the yell down he's got the does yell a lot the flex down what if when he like had a good inning he just yelled he was just like i'm gonna fucking kill somebody think people would just stay away from. whoa 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 someone get this guy under control (laughs) I mean, you'd, you'd have to like that intensity, but I don't know. He, like, starts yelling like, the most heinous stuff ever. You're like, all right. <laughs> it's like, dude, I know you just struck out the side, but, like, you can't can't say that. The ump come up to him and like, hey, Nick. I know um, that wasn't necessarily directed at anybody, but <laughs> I think the broadcast are... audio is picking it up. There's also some kids in the front row. Um, I don't know if they should be hearing that from you. From a but six two hundred something pound individual, but a big, he, big he 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 doesn't say those obscenities. Isn't he's, he's good from on Canada him. too, right? Is he Canadian? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he is. right here. Yeah, Victoria, Why? Canada. I don't know. It is Canada. I don't know where. What's BC stand for? British Columbia. Nice. You not up to date on your Canadian geography? not up to date on any of my geography to be honest with you fair but yeah are the red sox good now who's to say um yeah as you said earlier the problems aren't completely fixed in fact we can go back we're doing our game recaps backwards at this point you go back another game where possibly the worst pitching inning of a Red Sox pitcher, like in my lifetime, Nate Nate Evaldi gives up five home runs in a singular inning. Well, he made history. He made history. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, He 
Yeah, five home runs in one inning is impressive enough. And I think that the reason – was that the first time ever by one pitcher? I think it was a record, yeah. Because I know it tied the major league record for most, like, team home runs in an inning. But I think after, like, three, four home runs in an inning, the manager's usually like, all right, we should probably get him out of here. And I couldn't believe – I wasn't watching the game at that point. Um, I kept getting the notifications on my phone, like, home run, home run, home run. I was like, oh, Nate's got to be out by now. Like, he probably only gave up the first three. And I looked at – he had, like, five home runs allowed. I was like, jeez. Yeah, Core probably saw, like, the third one, maybe even the fourth one. He was just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Might as well just keep them in. But yeah, that was that was a bad performance. But again, you can have a blow up performance like that if you win two out of three. And they won two out of three in Texas, which also do you you watch it like at least a little bit of the Texas games? Yeah, I I saw I caught some of game two and game one, I think. I hate the broadcast angles at these new stadiums. Like they're in Atlanta, the camera's like basically up on the moon. So yeah, they are up. trying to get fancy with it. Yeah, and I think I honestly just think it's the way the stadium's constructed, like the different levels and stuff. They just are kind of like, yeah, the cameramen are the least important, and the least people will notice this, so they just throw them up top. And then the, every the time someone hits a fly ball, you're like, ever. I don't, I don't like it. I like, I know. I know why they built a new stadium. It's because it was super hot. Their old one, I get, it gets really hot in Texas in the summertime. Too hot. Too hot. I don't know why you're playing day games in the summertime in Texas anyways. Maybe that's a scheduling thing. Maybe we don't need to build a new billion-dollar facility to fix that problem. But I don't even think this was possible. But if they had just put a roof on their old stadium, I think it would have looked much better. I kind of like yeah. their old stadium. Just plop down a roof. How, how hard do you think that would be? I can't imagine it'd be easy. No. What, what, what sound do you think the roof would make if it, like, plopped down? Probably just be like... Crap. <laughs> Something like that. Nice. Yeah, I. but still, boring stadium. The last... Same with Atlanta. Like, kind of boring. Kind of boring. I wonder if we're moving past the points of, like, like, there's the... What, what's it called uh like camden yards was like the revitalization of like cool ballparks i wonder yeah. if we're kind of moving past that and back to like going in the opposite direction the boring stuff again yeah yeah you know it's a really boring stadium dodger stadium really boring really? I, I'm, I i don't i don't hate dodger stadium it just is such a generic park just, it is there's nothing nothing cool about it i'm sure it's very nice it's it's third oldest to Fenway and Wrigley, crazy enough. Oh, yeah. But uh but yeah, you take two out of three from Houston, which is huge because not only mm. is that a series win, Houston has been hot. They've been yeah. their first place team. They're good. They're good at, at baseball. They are they're very good. Very good at baseball. And yeah, and then obviously the the weekend series win last weekend against Texas in Texas was big as well. And now you're in a situation where you can take three out of four from Seattle. And if you do that, Steve, you're sitting at 18 and 23. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Off on Monday. And then you got Chicago for three in Chicago. I cannot believe we got swept by them two weeks ago. That was really bad. But same thing. We gave up four runs or less in all those games. And then we've got the uh, the, the classic five-game series against Baltimore. That could really help us. We could we could be like six games above 500 by then, by the end of that, that those five games. Six games above no, 500? No, 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 no. I'm not the – no, I meant. I meant like – we, we like should we up. should win like at least like like six games out of that. I don't know. We've got I'm just a stroke. <laughs> Need medical attention? No, I'm all right. Half my face is drooping. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> why is your uh, why is your left like lip on the floor? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Nice. I'm good. 
but yeah, we should, we should, you know, we could get to a certain place where if we're at the trade deadline, we, we would consider making moves to get better because at the, at the pace we were going, there'd be no reason to go out and like try and get like more bullpen arms or anything like that, or like another, another like depth bench piece. So we don't have to rely on like Bob and, and Franchi to, to play everywhere. I want to have to, I felt so bad for Bob last night, uh, hitting behind story. He hit like a moonshot every time they panned to the camera, like celebrating. He's got, you like the money guns. Do you see those? They got the yeah. Money guns I don't love them. Eh, I feel like it's a little extra. Yeah, but you got the money guns. I got the cart pushing it. People are going crazy. Story, it's his third of the night, and then Bob's up. He's like topping a ball to third base. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, they're they like they already like show Bob at bat, and already three pitches have gone by because we were shooting replays and celebrating. I Here's felt Bobby bad for back and uh, we're not going to show you this at bat because he's not. Gonna you know, what? we'll just we'll show you the dugout interaction. It's probably what you want to see too. I I have one other point uh, on that in a minute, but. I've got two things actually kind of more on the standings part looking a little bit further ahead after Baltimore, we've got a two game series at home against the reds, the worst team in baseball. If you could win six out of those seven games. And even if you, you lose the series to Chicago, you're going to be 500 going to be 500 very manageable and then you've got the west coast road trip which i was watching the broadcast last night and they said some wild stat that the red Sox, the last like i don't know how many years in the pacific time zone are like 50 or 60 games over 500 they just wreck out there they do super well so you're playing an oakland team who's bad the angels are hot and then you got seattle again like i know we're looking like three weeks ahead but it's a lot of potential to do well, and I wasn't the biggest fan of this when it came out, but got three wild cards now. Oh, yeah. We're only that four helps. games out. That certainly helps us. does help a lot, and I, I honestly kind of like it. I kind of like it. I think six in each league is a good number. I like the – it's kind of like the NFL, the top team now in each league. It's a buy. I kind of like that, and – yeah, we're only four back, so we're ahead of Baltimore now too. That was that's great. Not in last, not in last. <laughs> One of my roommates who knows nothing about baseball except that like the Orioles are always very bad. Uh, he kept saying to me all week before I moved out was, he's like, "Aren't I can't believe the Red Sox are below the Orioles? Like, isn't that's got to be really bad, really bad?" I was like, "Shut up, you know nothing about baseball." Like, so hey, that's all you got on me. Remember. When the Orioles were in the playoffs that one time, 2014, and then all these champs, and then like their manager, like could have brought out like somebody who's really good to pitch, but then he didn't. Yeah. And lost. That was 2016 like or 16. That was I the same remember. year that Bautista got punched in the face, right? Yeah. So that was. Uh, I don't or know. Was that was, the, the was did he get punched the year after that? Uh, he got punched 2016. I only know that because I saw like a couple. Yeah, it was like the goals. anniversary. Yeah, or uh, something. Let's see. I know it was Encarnacion walk off wild card game. That was 2016. Okay. Yeah. So same year. That was uh the classic leave Zach Britton on the bench or in the bullpen bringing Baldo Jimenez. Piece of baseball history right there. Piece of baseball history. So I'm trying to remember that year. We played Cleveland in the first round. We got swept. And yep. who would the – That was a Cleveland-Houston-Chicago um, no, series, right? Yeah, and then I'm trying to remember who Toronto would have played. They would have played the winner of the West, I think, Oakland. I don't think – oh, no, they played Texas. They played Texas. Yeah, they did. I remember that. That was a good, uh, good year. So it's an alright year. Yeah, was, David Ortiz retired that year. Kind of, kind of sucked. But yeah, Hank Aaron Award. But yeah, we are, we're doing okay. 
And as if things couldn't get any better, tonight, Michael Walker is back after 15 days out of the rotation. He's pitching up against Robbie Ray. And we sent Ryan Brazier down, who I'm not the biggest Ryan Brazier hater. I've always kind of tolerated the guy, but, but he has been hot garbage. And he let up a home run last night in the ninth and almost let up another one, too. So I think it's good to send him down. And I the, the two guys, Steve, have been really good. Yeah. The big John John Schreiber guy. Um I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a I'm a huge, huge guy, but you know. I'm I'm kinda on the John Schreiber bandwagon. I'm not I'm not not I'm not, you know, actively avoiding it. <laughs> you see it coming, you're like, oh boy, I gotta <laughs> yeah. get out of the way of this thing. Um I think it's a I think it's a solid bandwagon to be on. He's been uh one of the best relievers this year hasn't allowed a run in eight and a third innings. I was looking like, where did we get this guy? I forgot he had pitched one game for us last year. And then he had pitched in 28 games combined in 19 and 20 for Detroit. So, you know, that's a high bloom signing right there. You're like, where'd this guy, where, where did he come from? He comes out of nowhere and he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Nobody wants to talk about the good high bloom signings. They certainly don't. They like to look at all the, the bad ones. What would you say the worst one has been so far? I know Garrett Richards. It's pretty bad. Dude, I, <laughs> I forgot that. He, I honestly didn't know he was with the Rangers. Garrett he, Richards? He, I Is he no on, he's on an MLB team right now? Dude, he pitched against us last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was Wait, watching the have, game. They have... Perez too, right? Yeah, they have Perez. Perez is like top four in the AL yeah, and like ERA. A, he's got like a two two O ERA. <laughs> I totally forgot that had happened. I uh, I also was not like this past week for us has been insanely busy. We just wrapped up finals. Steve, when uh, when's your graduation? Tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling? I'm fine. My family's coming up this afternoon. Gonna, you know, go out to dinner and stuff, I guess. That'd be cool. Nice. nice. Kind of ready to uh to leave Durham. Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna miss it when I leave, but my house is just <laughs> such a shithole. <laughs> you, we actually uh, just cleaned up a lot. It's really it's pretty 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 clean. Pretty when clean. uh when are you actually like moving out? Uh my lease ends in three days. Oh yeah. gotcha. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to enter the real world. If you're listening to this, right, and I uh, can give me a job, <laughs> like, that'd be cool. I'm going to vouch for Steve. I'll be his uh, letter, <laughs> his virtual letter of, of recommendation. Uh, hard worker, great skills. I don't know why you wouldn't hire this guy. I'm very punctual. Yep, more punctual probably, than probably my, man, Probably my best skills, my, my ability to be on time. Yep, yep. very valuable. Very valuable. You need somebody to like be somewhere at a certain time. I'm your guy. I'll I'll get there probably before that time. Because if if you're if you're on time, you're late. And if you're early, you're on time. True. Yep. Well spoken. Too. So that's like my resume. That's what I got. Got a got on time. I have a podcast. <laughs> also, also work you can you can edit the shit out of a lot of stuff yeah yeah so if you own a company want to pay me like as much money as you got you should do it you should say nothing under seven figures <laughs> are yeah. you accepting yeah you need a, like a, a cool milli <laughs> anyway there yeah. you go that's what uh I'm walking tomorrow. I'm going to be a real-life person. Wow. Got me tearing up over here. Yep. I'm going to be a real-life a real life individual. Does this mean – because Gone Bridge is not, is not obviously ending because you're going to – Oh, yeah, it's over. Sorry, guys. This is the last episode <laughs> ever. I was going to say, um, because of that, 
is it going to be really different now that you're like a real adult and Clawson and I are just like ah, college kids, <laughs> just ah. hanging out with a bunch of kids? Yeah, like are you uh, going to be like, guys, we cannot put up with this nonsense? <laughs> no, probably won't be much different until you guys go back to school in the fall, and then you'll like be like telling stories and stuff, and I'll be like, ah, the good old days. <laughs> Back in my day. Good old days of like four months ago. <laughs> what um what part of your body do you think is gonna start like aching first now that you're like a real adult? Uh probably my knees get bad mm. knees. Yeah. 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 Where what were we talking about before? Um, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Did we talk about all the games? Uh, oh, we were talking about Garrett Richards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, so I was saying how it was busy. I couldn't exactly watch all the series this week. Um, yeah, I just got an alert on my phone, G. Richards entering for Texas, and I was like, I can't be Garrett Richards, can it? Must be a, def- a different G. Richards. I-, I surely would have heard about this. And there he comes in, sporting a 5 ERA. Just like the old days. Uh, I was just about to look up his stats. Is that what his ERA is? It's uh, it's pretty bad. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I got it. Um, he has one win, a five eight four ERA, and uh, twelve innings pitched. So that's not good. Nickname, G-Rich. Not, G-Rich? Much nick, not much of a nickname, if you ask That's me. his nickname? Yep. That's I thought, wasn't his nickname Bringer of the Good Stuff? Um, That's what his good nickname is. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Martin Perez carved us up last Sunday, too. His ERA is down to uh, a 2.01. So. Fun fact, Marcus Simeon. Uh, he's playing atrociously. He is. Uh, I I saw someone saying he's the worst free agent signing of all time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. So it's, it's a little far. It's well. He's hitting one seventy five with no home runs, eight RBIs, and a four four sixty seven OPS. <laughs> That's really bad. I'm really pretty bad. sure Mike Trout's like OBP's like. 467. I think Mike Trout's slugging is like double his OPS. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Rangers brought in those two guys, kind of a big gamble. It's a lot of money. Seager's been, he's been right. okay. I mean, power's still, there. Yeah. He's got eight home runs, but you know, he's still hitting only 245. Remember when he got intentionally walked with the bases yeah. loaded? That was wild. I forgot about that. The Angels have been really good, uh, really good since then. But yeah, I mean, you got anything else from? I'm trying to like think about notable stuff. Like Nick Pavetta was a big story. Trevor Story last night, three home runs. Uh, I got, it. I got one. If you never are in a save situation, you don't need a closer. Poetic. Poetic. Uh, we also gloss over the fact we uh, last Sunday did an opening game where Austin Davis started, which was oh, yeah. kind of interesting. He went like two innings with no runs. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was he good. Two was innings, good. and then Hauk went three, Brazier went one. Was it – it wasn't – I'm trying to – no, it was last night. Hauk pitched um, – like three innings too. You think he's going to stick to that kind of role of being long relief out of the pen? I don't think Hauk is as good out of the pen as he is when he starts games. What? I thought that that's the complete opposite of what you've been saying. Mm. You've been saying he's not a starter. No, Clausen has. Oh, right, right, right. Clausen's been saying that. Um, I was saying, like, I was willing to, like, give it a go but I'm pretty sure that his numbers just aren't as good out of the pen as they are 
starting. Here, you keep talking. I'm going to find the splits one second. All right. I don't know what else I could possibly <laughs> continue to talk about. But yeah, I, I was considering just getting the splits as well. But I'm sure you could go to, you know, Stackcast or Baseball Spots or Bank, Bangrafts. Uh, I'm more of a stack-ass guy. Um, You don't do just this year. These past two years. uh, He hasn't really started any games this year. He started four. Oh, we could do career splits. All right, there we go. Um, Career splits. As a starter, he's thrown 92 innings with a 3-2-2 ERA and 107 strikeouts. And out of the pen... Only 24 innings in a 407 with 30 strikeouts. Although his opponent's batting average out of the bullpen is about 30 points lower. He's only one 176. So I mean, he's he's good. He's kind of last couple of weeks had a rougher go of things, although last night he pitched well, um, didn't allow any runs. But I agree, I still I still don't know how I feel about Whitlock as a starter. I think that best case scenario. I, Why don't I'm, put, I'm putting too much trust on like Salem Paxton, but like best case scenario is like one of them comes back and can start. And then you can move Whitlock back to like, imagine having Hauk and Whitlock, two guys who could just carve up like three to four innings out of the pen why don't we just put Hauk in the starting rotation and Whitlock in the bullpen? I that that's what I would do personally if I was Cora. Unfortunately, but we are not. Certainly not Alex Cora. Um, I mean Whitlock's still been dealing. He's still got a two four three ERA, and that was mostly because he had one bad game against. I think it was the Atlanta game. Yeah, he didn't pitch all that well. But I was kind of looking at – I've been looking at a lot of, like, minor league stuff, guys who could make an impact coming up. You know who I think could be – maybe he's not on the – actually, is he on the 40-man? Let me check. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about, and he's not. I don't think you do because I think – No, I, certain, I certainly do. No, he is on the 40-man. Chris Troy. Should be, oh, should be oh, Chris Troy in the MLB yesterday. Chris Troy actually did get the promotion though. Yeah. Called up to uh, low A Salem. Shout out Salem. Or was, it, was it Salem or Greenville? I think it's Salem. I think it's Salem. Yeah. Dude, Salem. I'm telling, I'm Let's telling go. You, this video. He throws gas. I'm I'm telling you, give it like three years. CT is gonna be. On an MLB roster, I hope the Red Sox. If I hope it's traded. I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, very CT. We gotta we gotta have him back on the show soon. Yeah. Anyway, who were who you actually going to say? I was. Well, actually, I was kind of thinking of two guys, more so one guy. Um, the big guy I am thinking of, who I could definitely see coming up at some point, especially I think if there's like another injury, this guy is possibly next in line to come up and start. Josh Winkowski, who we got in the Andrew Benatendi deal. You don't like it? I just don't even know who you're talking about. You don't know who Josh Winkowski is? Unfortunately, he's not really on my radar, you know. All right. Well, he was one of the guys who got in the Andrew Benatendi trade. I think he came from the Mets. And last year, between AA and AAA, he had a 3.94 ERA in 23 games. And this year for the Woo Sox in six starts, he's got a 2-1 ERA. Wow. With a 0.82 whip. Brian might have get a get Tommy John. He did, but I saw that he faced live batters for the first time last week. How's uh how's Groom doing? It's <laughs> a good question. Let's check in. This is our uh, down on the farm segment. Presented by Eddie's Goat Milk. Have some peace. Uh, Jay Groom, who actually pitched uh, pitched okay. He's still in double A. Actually, how is he only 23? He's the youngest man of all time. 
No, he's actually he's actually Benjamin Button. Is that him? Yeah. Hold on, you can't really see it. He's you can see his hair. It's long yeah. as he's got a long hair. He's he looks like Matt Strom 2.0. Yeah. Um in Portland, he's started six games, appeared in seven. He's got a three, four, five ERA. Um, but again, he's still only pitched in seven seasons, 48 games in the minors. Do you think that he's ever going to at least see Worcester? Do you think that there's think, ever going to be even like stirrings of him coming to the MLB? Uh, maybe in like 2025. When he's still like 20, 23 years old. Yeah, he's like 23, um, like still like super young. He's pitched exactly 12 innings in the minors. <laughs> what did we pick him? Like 16th overall? No, higher. Uh, we picked him six. Six overall. I think he was 16 when we picked him. No, oh, he, he couldn't have been be. 16. Was he 16? No, he, he could not have been. No, he, no, he must have been. If he's he, 23 now and we picked him in 2016. No, we didn't pick him in 2016, did we? Yes, we did. We picked him. What? Because we. Uh, Wait, we when's his so birthday? <laughs> when's his birthday? We were so bad in 2015. That was why we had such a high draft pick. Uh, his birthday is August 23rd, 1998. So he would have been. Oh, he was 18. 18. Right, that makes sense. I was going to say 16. I feel like you can't draft draft people that young. That's, um, that's like goes against like child like labor laws. Wow, this yeah. picture of him, like the second picture on Google Images, not doing him any favors. Tell you that much. Second or third one? The second long one. Long hair short. The long hair one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Jay Groom, if you're listening to this. Looks like he's seen. He looks just, like he, he get looks that like picture off the internet. Wipe get it out of here. Get out of here. Um, the other guy who just got called up to Triple A, who's our top-ranked pitching prospect, Brian Bello. He is. Yeah, right now he is. What about Durbin Feltman? He was the other guy I wanted to talk about. You remember in 2018 when we drafted him? I think the social media craze of him being like this really good closer in TCU was more so where this like, ah, we should just bring him up right now because the bullpen kind of stinks and can't trust Joe Kelly. And now it's 2022 and he still has not seen the majors. Where were you when Joe Kelly fixed the bullpen? I don't know, but well, actually I do know. I just can't disclose it. That's like one of those things you're like, where were you when JFK got shot? Where were you on 9-11? Where were Were you you when when Princess Diana entered the tunnel? Yes, and then the last, like, you check off the boxes, and then the last one as well, where were you when Joe Kelly fixed the bullpen? Yeah, and uh, Nick Pavetta, because he did that too. He did. He did do that. Um, Derby Feltman, round three, 100th overall pick. I think it went Casas, Nick Decker, and then Durbin Feltman for that draft. That's like the big three of any anything. Yeah. You got Casas, Decker, Feltman. What, who would you put like the fourth head on that uh, Mount Rushmore there? Like, who's our fourth round pick? Let's. I see. don't know. That's kind of what I was. What Casas, I was doing. Decker, Feldman, Cole Cottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who's actually the uh, the fifth round pick? Who? Thad Ward. Oh, really? Did uh, did what's his name? Uh, did Will talk to you about that? Who's Will? Yeah. In our uh, fraternity? Oh, no. Oh, well, I think we could get Thad Ward on the show. I'll say that. That'd be pretty cool. Thad Ward. Thad Ward. Uh, Jaron Duran also got picked in that draft, seventh. Um, seventh round? Yep. Not really anybody else of note. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll make the new what's, – what's Cole Cottom up to? Probably not a whole lot, considering that – I have barely even heard of him. He's with, he's actually with uh, the Sea Dogs right now. Wow, he's actually oh. kind of tearing it up. Oh, is he he's really? In, in two eighty eight in uh, twenty two games, got a home run, seven ribbies. He hit uh, two seventy eight last year. He's not that bad. He's a catcher too. 
Watch out. Cole Cottom could be our starting catcher next year. He could be. Not if uh, Nathan Hickey has anything to do about it, but. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So, yeah, looking at our prospects, uh, it's Meyer, Casas, York, Bellows, number four, Jeter Downs. We, you think we'll see Jeter Downs this year? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, Blaze Jordan, yes. Ryan Mata. Blaze Jordan. Get, get Blaze Jordan. Just get everybody up here. Why not? Dude, could you imagine <laughs> how, how good do you think this team would be if our infield was was Casas, York, Meyer, and Decker or in Jordan. If that was just our, our infield instead of like the, the guys with like all the all-star all appearances and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we would be awful. <laughs> I think we'd be truly, truly I terrible. I don't think we'd be as bad as you think. I think we should just call everybody like cool up. Yeah. That's what I would like do. If you have a cool name, like, <laughs> let me see if I can find any cool names on here. Uh, Brainer Bonacci. Benassi, let's call him up. He's another short song. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Let's just call everybody up. I guess that means we have to call Cutter Crawford up, right? Ah. <laughs> what about we Frank? We gave him a chance. Yeah, Frank German. Nah. Okay. Um, How about German Franks? Am I right? <laughs> I think those are called bratwurst. Do you um? Do you think uh, Frank German shops at the grocery store? No. No. What do you think he usually uses? I think Frank German sits in a room, and then every day on game day, they let him out, and then they put him back in <laughs> after the game's over. He's project- <laughs> His uh, MLB projection of when he'll be in the MLB is, is this year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The Germans are coming, man. I got him from the he was drafted by the Yankees somehow. I don't know how we got him. Uh, uh, so he that means he's gonna be disgusting. Yeah, he's got a two seven oh in Portland in nine games this year. He was really bad for them last year. Uh makes him a top thirty prospect, I I guess. Uh doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't. Winkowski's thirteen, Jay Groom's eleven, Thad Ward is fifteen. What's Mata? He's seven. Mm. He was right after Blaze Jordan. Trying to see any other. Benellis, the guy we got for Bradley, is 21. Or with Bradley. Nathan Hickey's 22. We know that guy. We do know that guy. Uh, let's see how he's doing this year. Salem, 246. Two home runs. 823 OPS in 61 at-bats. So 823 OPS is good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's good. Um, I heard that Nathan Hickey uses Instacart, though. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I actually, yeah. He called me the other day. He's like, yo, I used your promo code in your uh, show notes. That's always there. And <laughs> I've never not seen the, the promo. It's always the there. I've like, never not seen it. Dude, people, people have been DMing us like so many times. They're like, where, where are, where's the link? Where, <laughs> in the show notes. Get groceries. Where is it always? It's in the show they're notes. Like, they're so disheveled. And they're like, I need Instacart. And I'm like. It's there, buddy. Dude, we say it's in the show notes. It's gonna be in the show. It's notes. it's literally in the show notes. It is the show notes, right? Yeah, we don't even. There's no episode description anymore. It's, it's just, just the Instacart link. Yeah. So, uh, Instacart is a grocery delivery app. That are you reading gets, this? Or are nope. You just... <laughs> trying to trying to do this off off dome. Love some dome. Um, Instacart. <laughs> It's an it's online good, grocery delivery service that can, can get, get you, get you groceries in as fast as an hour. Uh, fit even the forget, most forget something needs. for your favorite dish. Yep. Now, if and, you're like Gardner or Nathan Hickey and you looked at our show notes and you need groceries, that was smart because that's where the that's where you can get them. Uh, spark your summer celebration. It's gonna be like 94 tomorrow. Uh, I heard the offer this week is um, one hundred dollars off for anybody who streaks at Fenway Park. So yeah, you get a hundred percent off yeah. forever. Yeah, just get it, like, get it, because it's like a hundred percent off oh, the price of groceries, oh, and then it's like hundred percent off clothes. Steve, you need so. someone in a marketing department's got to hire you right now. Hire, hire this man. <laughs> you guys, you ever seen that 
episode of Seinfeld where George gets hired by the Yankees and he like he like makes he 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 tells Steinbrenner how how terrible the Yankees organization is. He's like this one great fran once great franchise has now crumbled because of you people. And then Steinbrenner's like, hire this man. And that was great. I don't know. I have not seen that, but I'll, I'll take your word. I'm sure somebody, I don't know I'm how sure old somebody. their audience is, but like, not, not I'm only old. 22, so not I know it. Uh, Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. Why would you ever step foot Woo! in the grocery store again? I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so socks. let's do some quick math here. Split against it. Lana will wipe that. So we've won uh, five of the last seven. The look ahead. We got Waka pitching tonight. Whitlock tomorrow. Waka, Waka. Uh, <laughs> or if you need a backup vocalist, Steve's also available. So yeah. you're really I can, go, I can go falsetto or bass. That's oh. the range I have. Oh. Ooh, uh, and then yep. we got uh, Nathan yeah. Navaldi on. Hopefully Nate pitches well. Sunday off on monday so i'm um, feeling pretty good about things i'm not even nervous that robbie ray is on the mound tonight um robbie ray more like robbie spray and pray because he's no idea where that ball is going where did you find that nickname in the show notes yeah it's there you'd be surprised how how much stuff I, is in the show notes in fact the show notes is just like our entire like notes that's where i got um my final essay for class. Oh, really? From the show notes, yeah. Some are saying that um, Google's days are numbered because our show notes are just have have that much information in them. I would, I would Google how many days Google has left, but why would I do that when I can just look in the show notes? Look in the show notes. Good point. Um, we uh. We got some questions from Matt. Yeah, dude, I got Steve and I Peral got ratioed on Twitter by uh, some some chick. What do you mean? Uh, Steve tweeted this thing out yesterday or last night. Um, it was a picture of the top five batting average leaders in the AL, and like Devers, Bogarts, Martinez are three, four, five, and. He goes, this plus story getting hot is scary with the eyes emoji. And then somebody uh, quote tweeted him and was like, LMAO batting average, as if like that's the worst stat to compare. And Steve quote tweeted her and said, stick to coffee. Don't exactly know what that means. <laughs> uh, and then I said, how dare you not look at their XYZ ALT averages, Steve, uh, kind of mocking her. And then she tweeted us, a picture of um, some guy in a Home Depot saluting a soldier, and the caption was, nah, the dick beating is crazy, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, you can't take a joke to say that, but that's okay. What What did it say? Dick beating? Yeah, like... like <laughs> yeah, like, no, I think I get it. Yeah, like... You get to I, don't ratio? To, I don't have to explain that. Out. Yeah, did she actually guy. ratio you, or did you... Well, she, she ratioed me, not, ratioed me not Steve. What? <laughs> How many more likes did she get than you? I got 15. She got 63. Oh, so you did. She also <laughs> has she also has 6,000 followers. So ah, well, and you have I a have podcast. 100. Well, I have 184, Steve. So go follow Gardner on, Gardner on Twitter so he doesn't get ratioed again. Yeah, true. And you get to see my uh, post-game recaps when they first come out. It's pretty cool. Um, what a yeah, we got we got some questions this week though. Um, I don't know who they came in from, though. You don't? <laughs> no, I, I don't, actually. You, uh, who, you have anybody in mind? or look, Could you look in the show notes for me? See who sent these? Oh, things? yeah. Nah, let me check. Okay. Uh, it's Matt. Oh, it was Matt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Dude, we should, let's do the questions with Matt segment, then. Okay. All right. Uh, first question comes in from Matt. He said... Who's the fastest big leaguer that you could beat in a foot race? The fastest big leaguer I'd beat in a foot race? Um, uh, certainly um, certainly not Clay Buckles because he's the fastest man alive. Who? Clay Joe. 
Oh yeah. Notoriously fast. Yep. Um, probably JD, unless he's sniffly, in which case probably not. True. Um, I feel like I'd have a good shot at beating. Hmm. I feel like Vasquez maybe. It's like a, a comparable. Vasquez has gaining speed. Yeah. True. I'd hopefully be able to beat Yadier Molina in a race. Albert Pujols, statistically the slowest man of all time. So slow. So slow. Although he pitched this week, which was cool. Got lit up, but. He, he certainly made baseball fun. Certainly did. Certainly did. Um, I do. I've been getting so many spam calls. Jeez. Uh, next one comes in from Matt. He said, what's the most expensive ticket you've ever bought? Like, like a plane ticket? I, I guess any ticket. Probably a ticket to a game, concerts, sports, movies. a sports and a concert. Yeah, sports and, and or movies, concerts. And a plane. Yeah, SeatGeek. This is actually uh, an ad read. Ah! <laughs> it's a free ad. Just kidding. Um, I don't know. Probably like 180 bucks, something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I went to Travis Scott Astroworld. Not the festival. I went to like when he was I survived Astro World. Yeah, I think that shirt puts things into a, a new meaning now. Not in a not in a good way. But uh I dropped a I forget how much, maybe 130 bucks on those a couple years ago. It's not bad. No, nah, it wasn't terrible. Same thing with those the playoff game I went to this past year. It was like 120 bucks. Yeah. Um last question from Matt. Uh, wait, who's it from? It, it's from Matt and it actually comes in from Matt. Uh, and he said, what's the ideal? Matt said. Yes, he he did. And the question that Matt asked was, what's your ideal spot for a weekend vacation with friends? Um, I guess anywhere. Like Vegas would be pretty cool. No, it's a weekend vacation. Well, let's it's go to Vegas for the weekend. Than a normal vacation. All right. I don't know. If I could, oh, I'll, I'll parlay this into a story. Oh boy! Probably a, a nice a nice golf trip. Speaking of golf, oh come on! <laughs> I don't know if you've been paying attention at all the past like eighty six episodes, but we've mentioned our golf skill levels a number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew and Alex always were like, you know, played in high school, pretty good. I'm pretty good at golf. I'm pretty good at golf. Turns out, Clawson is pretty good at golf. Clawson shot like a 45. It was like 10 over or something like that. Maybe it was a 46. No, I think it was 45. Yeah. I don't know. He shot like 10 over. Pretty good. Pretty yep. good. Yep. He looks really awkward when he does it, but he's just, he, he can golf. He smokes the ball. And then, uh, then Gardner did not. I beat Gardner by a stroke. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Anything to, anything to say about that? I'm not really that good at golf. As you put it, Steve, and I'll leave it at this because I'm not going to make excuses because straight up, I was one of the worst rounds of golf I've ever played. Uh, as you said, it took your worst day and my best day for nope, me to only beat opposite. you by a stroke. Opposite, opposite. Well, I was or I guess you were quoting perspective. Me. Yeah. Okay. It took Steve's best day and my worst day for Steve to beat me by one stroke, which he said. And I I sure did. I sure did, though. Um, But I also was using clubs from 1970. I was going to say the clubs Steve (laughs) were using. I mean, it might have just been like a croquet mallet. I was smoking that (laughs) that one wood, though. I almost drove the green on a par four. Yeah, that was impressive. The club face on some of those was like like the size. Like, I don't need. It's smaller than the ball like very small i don't know how you were and you'd like tee it up too so you'd like have to make perfect contact like Ripping. fundamentally i was i was quite impressed <laughs> but quite. yeah that was fun then we went with my other roommate uh jake he's he he like double part every hole <laughs> yeah it was i mean i'm not making excuses i'm not gonna make excuses a great time much. was had by all it was it was a fun time i just played very poorly Great time had by all. I bet I bet you're itching to get back out there. That way it's like you you can oh. remember a, a good round instead of the last round being that. Yep. Yeah. Well, now that it's summer and my, my summer celebration has started. Um, Link in the show notes. 
yeah well yeah you can find that there um i would like to get back out on the course soon because i don't know once uh once i move up to boston i don't really know how much i'm gonna be playing yeah actually have you played the course like downtown boston i've never played it no it's really nice it's like uh the fourth hole actually goes right over the garden it's like you gotta kind of hit it over um long par three and then (laughs) what are you talking about you've never played like boston municipal gardens course (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about no it's just like it's just like in the city like you know uh the freedom trail yeah yeah it's just like there's the freedom trail yeah it is the freedom trail actually and they were like where's freedom and it was like i don't know it's a long par five so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotta gotta kind of like walk they're like i'm like uh like i was in the city this weekend and there were some tourists from um out west who were visiting and they were like hey we're looking to see like the boston marathon finish line like we want to go see that the guy was like i don't really know if you can see it right now it's really busy on the course like it's right in the middle of hole 12 like the fairway like there's some golfers out there you can try to spot it but you got to be careful so again, I I can't believe you've never played this course. I mean, I've been on it. Okay. Never played it. Yeah, like Fenway. Well, Fenway. You know what Fenway is? The 18th hole. Yeah. 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 And the red seat is is it's still fraudulent, but it's the hole. Do you hear Yuke on the broadcast the other night? He was like, "Yeah, no way, the red seat was real." <laughs> no, I did not hear that. <laughs> and then when he I got saw shot. Twitter, someone like. <laughs> Someone, all these old guys, all these old heads on Twitter were like, "He's got no brain. What happened to him?" Like, it's like, oh, the media's taking him over. People actually get mad about that. Oh, they were like arguing about, about something that happened in like, World War people, II. People were trying to justify it too. They were like, "Well, the press box wasn't as high, and it was a windy day, so the ball was traveling farther." Like, oh, well, I've never heard that argument before. Kind of makes a more a little more sense. A little more sense, but still five hundred and two feet. Just five hundred two. It's all. The seat's not even five hundred two. It's like seven hundred feet. (laughs) I love uh, like when there's the rain delay the other day against Houston. uh, That game that we ended up winning. (laughs) They like panned out of an outfield shot, and like there are like ten people sitting out there after the rain delay because obviously everyone's like moved down low. And then up top, there's like two people sitting at the top of the bleachers in the red seat. I'm like, it's not that cool, bro. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's just a red, it's a red seat. It's a seat painted red. It's the same. It's the same comfortability level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have a, you want to do the out of score impact player of the week? Uh, Rafael Devers has been good. But okay. shout out to Trevor Story for hitting three home three home runs last night. So I'll give it to him. Trevor Story, uh, like uh point six one. Point six one. Yep. Trevor Story the last week. Uh four home runs, three thirty-three average. He's been uh he's been really good. Um I could go with Rafi here, which I might do. But I'm going to go with Nick Pavetta. Dude balled out. Complete game. Basically threw a no-hitter. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, I'm going to give Nick Pavetta a, a .73 on the Alex Cora impact scale. Uh, Steve. What? The How do you feel about the French train right now? The, the Hidden Valley French? Yeah. Uh, let me look at his stats. His OP, OBP is up to 306. Average is a little low. He mm. smoked a ball in uh, – where was it? Um, it was at home off the monster. That would have been a home run like most ballparks. But, what was the line that we set for him, like half a home run? Half a home run. I didn't think he'd be up this quickly in playing this many games. I think that he can do it. I, I hope he could do it. Um, I, uh, it's crazy to me that we still have four guys consistently starting. Well, I guess more so three who are hitting or, below 200. Uh, or who are bad. Yeah, yeah, like JBJ, 193, Bobby. Oh, wait, sorry. I shouldn't actually be looking at the batting average. I should be looking at the Z-Borp scoop wop. Love the show notes. Stat. 
yeah, you can find that there. Uh, and then yeah, Kike's still been bad, but like who else could really hit leadoff? We you know Kike's who we haven't terrible. You know who we haven't seen like anything of lately? Like who? he like, never plays anymore. Uh, Krishna Royal. Oh yeah. He's played uh well he was our second baseman. Now we have Trevor Story, so yeah. Since the beginning of May, he has appeared in five games and only started in two. Sick. So there you go. Is Ara Ooze, is he in the minors? He's gotta be in the minors. I know he's gotten hurt, but I don't know. Yeah. Well um you see anything in the game this this week that was that was fun? Yeah, uh, pool holes pitching. Yeah, that was cool. Trevor Story hitting three home runs. It's fun. I think that the Wooded Dong page was a Yankee fan. Why is that? Because whenever like a really short home run gets hit over the uh, short porch, I always wait for it to be on Wooded Dong. I never see it. No, it's got a. It's like a bot. Like, no, it's like, like a bot that does it. That like that three home run game like that happened a while ago for Rizzo. Not a single one of those three home runs was on Wood at Dong. Really? Yep. Huh. Well. And spoiler alert, it would not. It would not Dong. It would, in fact, not be a Dong. No Dong to be had. No Dong to be had. Um, You got anything else before we close out the ninth? No. Okay. Let's close out the ninth, then. Closing out the ninth. Alex Clawson, not here, but it didn't matter I'm gonna, really that much. You gonna call him? I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna see if he's got like a closing out the night thought. I bet he won't answer you. Probably not. It's gonna be like, what the fuck do you want? I don't know. Hey, uh, you gotta close out the night thought? Uh, do I? Um, oh boy. Put me on the spot here. Yeah, it's show business, baby. Yeah. I guess it's is show business. You know, you never show up on your band. You always gonna have a hot take on right on, uh, yep. on tap. Yep. You know, uh, closing out the ninth. Oh boy. Ugh. Come on, man. I gotta give something. Clausen, just look in the show notes. Look in the show notes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean, obviously, if you haven't ordered through Instacart, actually, summer is coming along, so you should be looking to start thinking about sparking your summer celebration so if you could do that soon i don't know you got probably like a month at this point i think uh i think summer comes june 21st and we've been thinking about this summer celebration for at least a year and a half so i feel like if you haven't started now then it's probably too late to uh it's not too late sorry you should do it right now right. stop the, stop listening to this episode start sparking <laughs> your summer celebration Lucky. never sent from the grocery store again nice Thank job and, and enjoy your enjoy your time off I will. I will. Thank you. Say goodbye, yeah. No problem. I, uh, I, I enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy listening back to this and hearing all the Klaus and slander you guys have. For me. <laughs> oh, well, you don't have to get very far into it to uh, hear it. So I figured not. I figured not. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. We'll see ya. Bye. See you guys. Love you. <laughs> that was Klaus and everybody. You know, he's he's got like one job. It's to it's to read the ad, and he's he's damn good at it. Damn oh. good at it. One other thing that I thought of just now mm-hmm. was that uh, Coley, that one time, was like, you know, if you want to be in this business, this Red Sox podcasting business, you got to have the hot take, blah, 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 whatever. Yep. It's like, maybe you guys just aren't cut out for it. But you know what the ironic part is? We're still doing a Red Sox podcast, and Coley isn't. Wow. Who's laughing harsh. now? Who's laughing now, Coley? <laughs> Show business, show business, look, baby. Look, all I'm saying is that the two guys, or the three guys involved with Section 10, Jake, Steve, and Jared, that came on the show, they're all still doing a Red Sox podcast. But the one guy who didn't speaks for itself. And Pat, Pat Light kind of is on a podcast. I don't know. He just shows up when he wants to, I think. I don't think he really, really does anything. Yeah. That's basically like Klaus at this point, too. Mm-hmm. Except cool. Clausen didn't pitch in the MLB. Good point. Good point. Also doesn't own a bar. Shot a 45, though. Yeah. My yeah. uh do you remember during the episode, Pat was like, Oh, you should come down for your 21st birthday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I that's next week. I don't 
I don't think that's going to happen. So I'll go to Hoboken. Hell yeah. I would like to get down there at some point. But uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, I have a good closing out the nine thought. This is a little bit uh, not serious, but more like I really thought it was really cool. Um, so yesterday, so obviously Jake Diekman's on the Red Sox. And yesterday, well, for those who don't know, he's got ulcerative colitis which is like a stomach thing. See, did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah. So yesterday was like world IBD day and he bought tickets for 50 Boston. Like, I don't know if they were students or 50 like kids in Boston who have the same condition brought them out to the game. And I love that because I don't think I've ever said this on the show. I also, I have Crohn's disease. So that was really cool. And I, I know his IBS. Or IBS, yeah, they're all kind of they fall in, all fall under the same umbrella. But just kidding. Wait, who'd you say did? You. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know my medical diagnosis. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was cool, and honestly, I'd love to like my dream. Well, not my dream interview. I would love to talk to Deekman about like. I think that'd be a really cool story. Um. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, shout out to Jake Diekman. So, you should, uh, should try and get in contact with him. So I try. Yeah, you we'll, can tell we'll... him how cool he is and, and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a fan. I would argue that that also makes baseball fun. I agree. I agree. It's bringing together community. And uh, he's a cool guy. I like Jake Diekman a lot. Yep. So, with that being said, Steve, you got a cl- you got another close up than I thought. Look- no, I don't. I need to. Okay. Uh, I need this episode to be over. Actually. Okay. Well, <laughs> you enjoyed what you listened to. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Don't forget to also leave us a nice little review if you so want to. We will be back next week with Adult Steve Brady for episode 87. See ya!